Hello, everybody. I am so happy to be with you today. I have a special guest. It's Guest D. Say hi, Guest D. Hello. <laughs> we actually have a recording of you going up soon, so people will have heard what you shared through the the Marco Polo, which is really, really cool. And uh, so, guess D. We don't get into details about people because, you know, that's how we all get together. Hi, how are you? What do you do? What don't you do? None of that's important here. But just in general, if you can just give everybody a little taste of, you know, what your character is like, whatnot. Sure, yeah. Um, well, I would say I'm a very much a, I live life with my whole heart. And I love people. And for the last probably 10 years, I've been on a, a journey of just trying to understand people better and understand myself better and um, really look at how I can live life to the fullest and experience everything that life was meant to teach me. Awesome. And you've been successful in your life's endeavors, correct? Oh, yeah. Yeah. And you know, in a lot of uh, things, I've been very successful and other things have not been successful, but been successful because I uh, keep going. So I've uh, done a whole number of different things. I'm very entrepreneurial. I, um, I've done a lot of work in the personal development world as well. So, okay. Yeah. Awesome. Awesome. So very cool. So you now, my friend, have been doing the 90 Days to the Heart of the Matter program for just about a month now, right? Mm-hmm. Okay. And at three weeks, you shared your uh, Marco Polo with us that blew me away. At <laughs> three weeks, it blew me away. So um, what would what would you like to share? Uh, and for those of you listening, you will be able to go to see A New Faith, it's called A New Faith, Guest D, and that will be her. Okay, so if you want to hear what she shared, it may blow you away. I don't know, but it did me. <laughs> <laughs> so what would you like to share about your experience so far keeping that in mind, of course, and I'd love to hear. Yeah, I mean, um, the the program, the 90-day program has been really, um, it's blown me away, actually, because <laughs> I, as I said, I've done a lot of work in the, the personal development world, but, and even exploring spirituality and different kinds of things like that. Um, however, I feel like the the 90 days um it really challenged me or encouraged me to practice these concepts in my life and you know the no make wrong and um all these things and I I'm so grateful I said yes to it at this time because there's you know I think for a lot of people there's a lot of um it's a challenging time in the world. You know, there's lots of things going on and it's really, it's really shown me how I can navigate my life um, 
from my heart and not overthink it, not make others wrong, how to navigate relationships, how to, you know, just really move through these, these challenging times um, and not let it derail me, I guess is the best way I can say that. It's a bit difficult to express, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Um, and, and yet, uh, I would have to say what's showing up, what you shared in your um, last call was a grounding. Mm -hmm. That is that securely found. Would you say that that is what's happening for you when, when you hear Joan of Heart 90 Days to the Heart of the Matter? From lost to securely found, what is that? When you heard it before and you hear it now, what's the difference? Yeah, well, when I heard it before, I was like, oh, that's, that's nice, you know, being securely found, like, that's a nice idea. Um, I was like, what does, like, you know, what does that even mean? Or what would that look like? And um, I think what I've discovered is being securely found is, is just living right in the moment, you know, and I, in my Marco Polo, I I talked about when um, my brother was really sick uh, last August and um, was in the hospital and, you know, it was really touch and go for a few days there. And I realized that so much of the pain that I was experiencing that time was because I was worried about the future, angry about the past. And, you know, that was a very isolated situation, kind of like a pressure cooker to make you feel everything. But that's really our life. You know, if we, I think our pain and suffering comes from living in the future or the past and in the head, right? Yeah. It's in your head and it's not just feeling and being in the moment. And I think just living in that space of I am here right now and this is exactly what it's supposed to be because it is what it is. And I think that that is securely found of just, and it, there's almost a level of um, trust and ease, you know, like mm. you're, you're not making wrong. I think that's the other part of it is you're living in the now and you're not making it wrong. There's no make wrong because it is what it is. Mm -hmm. And, uh, and a part of, you know, allowing yourself to be in that space is, just having this trust that that's what love wants for you right now because that's what's happening and it's you know it's just yes yeah. and it's really easy to get to that place because you've already experienced these things for yourself in your life correct so when you start going into that space you actually are it's it just kind of it just kind of gels and it's not a difficult transition so to speak with regards to your inner state would you say that's correct mm -hmm. yeah definitely okay and guys it's something we do all the time nobody understands what I'm saying it's okay <laughs> <laughs> because we're conceptualizing what I'm saying to begin with you can only hear what you can hear. You can only see what you can see. And that's not a make wrong. 
it's just simply the way it is. Um, can you share a little bit about that, how that started opening up for you? Like understanding the things that you talk about? Yeah. <laughs> Because, you know, I mean, you know, I'm kind of like a little alien right now, but that's not going to be very long because, you know, once people begin to uh, grasp that they're sitting on a box of gold, because this, I didn't do anything for you. And that's what I love the best. I didn't do any of this for you, did I? No. Okay. Yeah, no, I think really it's... uh... Well, I think you've already said it is that so many people are, are, we're living in their heads, you know? And so I feel like what you really do is provide a space and an opportunity for people to hear what you're saying, but then practice living in the heart, you know, it's, it's that transition from, okay, this is the concept because you know, lots, I've said this to you, lots of the things that you talk about, or even that you're using in, in the 90 days are things I have heard before. Um, but it's just that invitation to, okay, let's, let's really look at how, how does it feel to be in that space, to not just think about it and conceptualize it, but to practice it and to live in that space. And, mm-hmm. and that's really, I think the power of, of the 90 days and, and what you're offering to people. Yes, that's it. It this is, that's why I keep saying this is a walk, the walk program. This isn't about going to a place, hearing information, writing it down, pretending I'm going to practice it because I can't do anything other than pretend I'm going to practice it. If I'm living in my head, mm-hmm. you can hear you, you recognize now distinctly that there's a difference between being in your head now, mm-hmm. as opposed to actually being in the, like, all we have is today, right here, right now. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, and we get to make a space for people and provide something for them. So what is there for you about that? Yeah, I well, and I think, I think you don't even have to, you don't even have to understand it or see how it applies to you or, you know, fits in your life. I think you just need to want something, um, you know, different, or have an idea that maybe there's something more for you. And so it's, you know, even to just step into the 90 days, you don't have to really understand it because, again, that's living in your head. Uh-huh. But it's just like dropping into your heart and saying, like, you know, is this the best that I can be feeling right now or operating in my life? And, you know, if the answer is no or there's, you know, like a little yuck in there, it's just like go for it and step into it. And whatever, you know whatever's there for you is going to show up and it, it's going to be exactly what you need. Yeah. And for those of you listening, you might be floating in and out of grasping the conversation. What I want you to understand is this, you have everything innately inside of you. You are wired for this. This is our divine wiredness. This is our birthright what is life's experience for you now? And before you answer that, give us your baseline now. 
with regards to your chatter. And, uh, well, let's start with that. What's your baseline for your chatter and what's your piece now in your baseline for your piece? Yeah, so for the chatter, I would say is 50%, which in the beginning, you know, four weeks ago, I had a lot of mind chatter. Um, So, yeah, that's definitely been a huge drop. And I've just noticed how much more energy and capacity I have in my day when my mind's not exhausted from the constant chatter that's happening. Mm. Um, And even now the chatter that I do have, like before I would replay conversations in my head, like over and over again, whether they happened or they were (laughs) going to happen. Welcome to humanity, right? Yeah, like what I was going to say, and this is how I can be right. And these are the, you know, these are the supporting points I'll have. And, you know, or this is what I should have said. And honestly, I would have like endless all day chatter going on about these things. And now I'm just like, well, it doesn't matter. Like, you know, I don't need to be right. And I can, you know, that's where my piece is, is just not figuring out how to be right you know and and just let it and yet you're getting and yet you have more capacity as you expressed and you're getting things done Mm -hmm. so it does it's not about losing yourself and going too much it's actually about having your mind in vipassana meditation they call it the wild elephant the mind And taming the wild elephant so that it can become in alignment with the greater good. Would you say that's true and that's happening for you? Oh, totally. Okay. You know, the part about aligning with the greater good, like how many many people right now are living in that space of just trying to be right? And, Mm. you know, and it's, we can all have very different experiences and opinions and all of these things but peace can exist when we are just you know living in this space that everybody is operating in their own experience mm-hmm. everyone functions at, yeah everyone yeah. functions at their own level of awareness keep going yeah and it doesn't have to meet yours and I think that's where peace comes and the you know the greater good of humanity lies in that there are you know, billions of people on this planet that are all having a very different experience. But when we're, you know, trying to force those people just even in our lives to have the same experience as us, that's where conflict comes in. And it's just like, I think coming to this place of acceptance of they can have their experience and I don't need to make it wrong. And I'm living my experience and I don't need to make it wrong either. Yeah. You know, I think that's where peace lies. Yeah. 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 Um, yeah. And right now in our society, you know, when I grew up, we didn't have all this social media stuff. We didn't have all that stuff. It was pretty peaceful except for all the internal stuff I had to deal with. Right. Mm-hmm. All the life situations and then mm-hmm. um, the drugs and alcohol. But uh, at the same time, yeah, you're pointing to something very beautiful. Uh, It is, you know, what I love about what's being uh, created 
through Joan of Arc because really, you know, I'm just a girl, I'm just a woman, whatever you want to call it, who just was grieving listening to Eckhart before mm-hmm. and after my wife's death. And this is the product of that. And it's just the unfolding of life, right? You're starting to notice the unfolding of life. And it's just each of us taking ourselves on, but not really. It's just each of us being willing to notice, notice Mm -hmm. how reactive we are. That is where our freedom is. Would you say that is true? Noticing Mm -hmm. your reaction that you've gained some freedom. Oh, totally. Yeah. Noticing it. And then just asking myself, like, it's almost like sometimes I'll react and I'm like, why am I reacting? <laughs> like, what is this going to contribute to if I am yep. reactive to this? Mm-hmm. And however, I will say that, you know, there, there are some reactions that I'm just allowing myself to feel and experience, but, mm. but that I recognize it's my, it's my own to work through. You know, it's not for other people to. Yeah, that's your wiredness, right? This is how you got wired. So you're literally moving through how you particularly got wired. Can you get that? Mm -hmm. Okay, so whatever's showing up is everything that's been showing up since you were a wee little child. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and now you're able to just actually move through it because guys the worst already happened mm. the situations in life that showed up that had us get the wiredness that we have because we were protecting ourselves I would say would you say mm-hmm. okay so that's my experience it's guest D's experience we yours to discover of course because no matter what we say here it's not the truth you take what works and you leave the rest okay now moving forward if you're move you know we are always our awareness what we call our awareness is really just us it's just not being it's really just sometimes words get in the way you know um Mm -hmm. What I'm trying to express here is you're okay. I know what this whole conversation is. Let me ask you this. Are you comfortable in your skin now? Yeah. I mean, I think for the the most part I am and I still move in and out of that. Yes. Yes. Cause you're three weeks into a new conversation, right? Mm -hmm. So this is something you'll be practicing all your life. Why? Cause now that you're able to step outside of the mind and distinguish what the mind has put in your space all this time, and now you're in this new paradigm, because it is a new paradigm, okay? Mm-hmm. Now that you're in this new paradigm, you're practicing, practicing, and you're leveling up, which doesn't mean anything other than the next space you're in. Mm-hmm. And this is a constant, natural um state that we are in it just kind of it kind of you know the next appropriate action kind of germinates and then next thing you know it's popped and then you're leveling up is that your experience in some way I know it's kind of what would you say about that yeah um 
No, I think definitely of it's you're just it as you said it's it's practicing and um, you know having a sense of an awareness where you're you're at you know in that moment and then it's like okay what how can I practice this up and I think the more that I practice it and step into it um, I'm I'm just noticing more of that securely found. You're not making that happen. It's just a natural course of events, right? Are you able to relax a little bit more into it now that you're beginning to uh, sense what's happening to you? Because you're experiencing it now. You're not thinking about it. You're actually living in the experience of it. Oh, definitely. Yeah. Well, it's interesting because yesterday I actually... Um, went and was a presenter at a, a school. So I, I spent the day talking to kids grades oh, 1 to 12. Oh, my God. That's so awesome. I love it. Keep yeah, going. And, and I, um, it's, you know, because all of these things were the night before and even the morning of, these nerves were coming up. And, and I, you know, the chatter was starting to happen. And, and so I just allowed myself to get really grounded and was like, you know, what, what is it that I'm here to, to do? And, you know, it was to create an experience for them to really look at what are the the choices that they're making and what's, what's the world they want to contribute to and what's the life that they want to live. And, you know, connecting the two, your choices will contribute to that is basically the point of it. And I was like, Mm -hmm. okay, I'm here to provide this experience for them. And, so I just got really grounded in the in the beginning of the day and I it was we had a fantastic day and then you know last night and this morning all the the chatter starts up again and it was like okay did I do this right and you know yeah. so again it's an opportunity for me to step into that practice of yes you know just not it doesn't it doesn't make a difference right now if I go over and over again. How could have I said this differently? Did I do that right? You know, it's just like the practice is, is that it was what it was. And, you know, it served its purpose and it's done. And now I, yeah. you know, just like living in that place of like I did everything that I yeah. could have done because that's what I did. And now I'm just, okay it's neutral and let's move forward, you know? Yeah. Yeah. That's beautiful because that is actually one of the, one of the one liners. Uh, Well, it's not a one liner, but it's something that I share is we don't just sit around waiting for love to do for us what needs to be done. We take the actions, we take the next appropriate action and we Mm -hmm. take all the appropriate actions and then we leave the outcome to love and that's what you're doing you're surrendering you're in a constant state of surrender but you Mm -hmm. don't have to think about that anymore you just use no make wrong you Mm -hmm. just use everyone functions and Mm -hmm. it provides all that and a bag of chips okay yeah totally yeah well now (laughs) i just want to share a a little piece of yesterday with you because oh yes um, please do I want to hear it so I was uh in in this one session was um grade seven and eights and it was really interesting because all the girls were on one side of the room and all the boys were on the other side and 
you know, the, the cool guys were, came in and they sat at the back and they crossed their arms and, you know, and they were just not happy to be there, not happy to hear, you know, they, they didn't want to hear anything from me. And, and so it kind of threw me off of like, um, how can I stand in my groundedness and still come here to deliver what I want to deliver, regardless of what their experience is or what they're ready to hear or, you know, and, and then at the end, the, um, we did this one exercise where everybody had an opportunity to practice exactly what I was talking about. And they, uh, they came back from the exercise and were really making a, a mockery of it. And I, I ended with, you know, look, I'm not here to tell you that you did the exercise right or wrong. And I'm not here to tell you, you know, I'm not here to make you wrong. I'm just here today to present this information to you. And part of what I presented to them is the reality that a lot of teens are experiencing here in Canada. That's where we live. And, you know, I said, this is this is what teens are experiencing right now. And so I'm not making your experience wrong or how you're choosing to show up. I'm just presenting the information to you. And I'm telling you that you have a choice leaving here today of, you know, how you choose to show up and how you choose Mm -hmm. to be. It's not wrong. Mm -hmm. And it's just for you to look at which world do you want to contribute to, Mm. you know? And so I, I think I did that really well of, of just like, I, I did not make them wrong. I did not lecture them. I just said, mm-hmm. you have the information and now it's up to you to make a choice. And yeah. so, but yeah, the whole thing was just of how, how can they have their experience right now? And I can have mine yeah. and you know, that we're just co-creating here based on how, how we're operating. So it was really, it was as as you say, it was putting everything into practice in real life. Yeah. Timing, you know, a lot of breathing. Yeah, a lot of breathing and just, uh, okay, come back. Like I'm being hooked here. I'm, yeah. you know, my emotions and my is taking me here. And it's just like, nope, come back, come back. Let me ask you this. What did you uh, discover? moving through that whole process because I know that it uh you know when we do something like that for the first time and you're just starting this new conversation which bravo for you right like bravo Mm -hmm. very freaking cool um and you still have some chatter going on but and yet what was your discovery about yourself and also what did you learn about uh, interacting with them for the next time. Cause you are going to do this again, right? Oh yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. I learned, you know, I learned a lot of things about, and just that, you know, I think when we do this kind of work and I hate even calling it work, but when we're, you know, when we're taking these, these things on in our life, it's one thing to do them with ourselves, you know, in your, own reflection and these kind of things and then when you start living them in in your life it's it's another thing and so I think yesterday was really an opportunity for me because I was you know feeling that in my own reflections that I've 
50% less chatter and, you know, I'm feeling very securely found in like processing my own thoughts and my own experiences in these things. But then it was an opportunity to go out and actually experience it in real time. And um, I think it just showed me of the things I was scared of, you know, Mm -hmm. the judgment and, and I guess the other piece I'll, I'll share with you is that I, this is actually the high school that I grew up in. (laughs) And, um, and I had, some of the worst years of my life were in that high school. Mm. Um, so it was an interesting thing to, to get to go back. And I'm, you know, I'm not one of their peers anymore. I'm not, a, you know, that 15 year old mm. girl that, you know, had a really rough experience there. But in a way I was, you know, when I was talking to them, it almost pulled me back into that experience of being, that 15 year old girl and being on the other end of, of, of that experience, you know, crazy how those show up it, that that's showing up in your pain body, right? What Eckhart calls the pain body. So, yeah. And so, yeah, just, uh, it was a really cool opportunity to move through that whole experience of that. I'm not there anymore. And that that was my experience in high school. And this is, you know, what I'm creating in my life now. And this is who I have become despite all of those things, you know. So mm-hmm. it just showed me that, you know, we are ever evolving. And, and that's really my hope that I left, you know, the kids who needed to hear that. You know, maybe there was yeah. another 15-year-old girl that that was her experience or you know, and it's like, now this is what, you know, you can, you can create this too. It, this is not the end and be all, you know. So you got present to you're a bad arse mother lover. Yeah. <laughs> with, with no egoic identity, right? So big distinction when you're, when you're practicing noticing your reactiveness, it's natural. It just begins to dissolve that egoic identity which is simply being wired through the mental mind loop Mm -hmm. okay so uh yeah would you say that is a true representation of your experience no ego just you know you recognize wow it's so joyful isn't it yeah totally and the the no ego part too like um so for example, with the, I had to look at parts of the presentation that really didn't work for some of the age groups. And, and then my ego was coming up of like, oh, well, I, I thought all these things through and it didn't work. And, you know, and I was just like, or I can just, it's neutral and just look at this, you know, of like, what would I do next time? And for example, like the youngest group, I had grade one to four together and, um, like the whole thing almost got derailed but because they were so excited to participate (laughs) and they were like you know like and I I but I was presenting to them and having expectations of how they were going to experience it and respond that was not accurate for that age group you know and so I could be really hard on myself of like how did you miss that like I kept asking them questions. I just wanted them to think about it. But if you ask, you know, a six-year-old, 
can you think of a time like they're going to tell you they're not just going to think about it they want to have a conversation with you about it you know so if I was stuck in my my ego about that I could be like oh well that was a fail like that whole age group was a fail and it wasn't like because in that moment if I went to the ego and I allowed myself to be derailed about how I missed this major thing about that age group, you know, and I didn't prepare the best, you know, presentation for them, then I could have just like totally, you know, actually my cards flew out of my hand. I had, you know, (laughs) notes of how I could, you know, so I could remember the order of everything and the questions. And it was almost like love just tossed them out of my hands. It was like, this isn't working. Like just go with, you know just be present yeah so you know I could have been derailed because it was a bit of a you know a shit storm and I was just like okay this let's shift and move and let's just be here with them and Mm. you know how can I teach them these concepts I want to talk about by just being present with them and let them experience this and so I just learned so much and did that change everything in the room yeah I mean it was still um it was still a lot like I was exhausted after that hour with them (laughs) like I was just my face was red and I was just like oh my oh my god like I was so glad they were the third I had four groups, so they were the third group. And I was like, oh, if I had done this group first, like, (laughs) but it was, I mean, it was good because they loved it. They were so into it, like, you know, and it was really interesting, too, because I was talking about why, like, the whole point of the presentation is, like, that we're born with superpowers. And I used the experience, you know, that how babies are to teach these kids about these superpowers we have and. And then we were talking about why they lose their superpowers and the other teachers in the room were, were doing the things that I say are the reasons we lose these, like, you know, like sit down, you've talked enough, be quiet, you know? And I was like, I'm like, excuse me. Like, I'm here to tell them, like, don't be quiet. Just, you know, learn how to use your voice appropriately, but like, don't say these, are you listening to me? You know, like, (laughs) Yeah, All that's going on internally, correct? Totally. I did not say that out loud, but I was just yeah. thinking like, hmm, I think I need a workshop with the teachers, you know, like, yeah, so yeah. yeah, it was just like, it was a really cool experience. And I just being in that space and being willing to shift and move and, you know, like, I, it was really cool to see. And I, but because I did no make wrong, like if yeah. I had made myself wrong, in what I thought was going to work because it was the first that was the very first time I gave that presentation to kids of that age you know and so I just was willing to roll with it and that's why it worked so yes yes and you know what else is a great example that you've given is incrementalism it's it's gradually with intention Mm -hmm. incrementalism is gradually with intention so this is your first one so now gradually with intention you're going to shift your program you're going to shift your program you're going to learn more and you're going to learn more and it will just all 
start fitting in. You're you now have a beautiful example of yesterday in your being for you to carry with you forward in your next classes, correct? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And so you're just gonna practice, practice, practice incrementalism with no make wrong. Yeah, totally. Yeah. And uh and I have no doubt in my whole being that your program for kids is going to be very, very, very successful. Yeah. Well, yeah, it was really cool. Um uh the the principal actually um said she wants to take it to the the whole school district you know and potentially that would be in you know 20 more schools so um yeah it's really cool and the other piece I'll say with that is about the experience yesterday is you know when when you present to adults who want to be there I'll, I'll say that like they they give you feedback and you know they they feed your ego right they they tell you what they got out of it they you know let you know that it was like worth their time to listen to it and all these things it's very much they they feed the ego which I will admit like I still want that sometimes and but when you talk to kids like you know you can see if they're enjoying it or you know these kind of things but I left today with the high school students of like I got zero feedback from most of them of whether like it was a a thumbs up or a thumbs down (laughs) and I I'm like okay this is a really different experience of talking to people you know and just doing it anyways because it's what I feel is like my purpose and you know that I want to deliver this message to them regardless of how they're you know gonna feed my ego and give me the feedback that I want you know yeah yeah, because so this an is interesting experience. This is love deal, right? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Love has you doing what you're doing. Yeah. So. so I would say that's the big difference from when I left the Marco Polo. So if you listen to the Marco Polo to to now, it's just really, you know, the Marco Polo was a reflection on my own experience of just, you know, being within myself and what I'm feeling in my life. And then yesterday was really the, okay, let's really expand this on a bigger level of me stepping into, you know, a a greater experience of it. Maybe, I don't know. Beautiful, beautiful, beautiful shares. Well, sweetheart, you know, it's definitely, you know, one of the, you know, the reason I do this is I just love to watch people unfold before my very eyes mm-hmm. and blossom. And it's been beautiful to watch you just take this on and and just to see everything unfold for you. And, mm-hmm. you know, you were alive, you know, everybody you guys there's nothing wrong with you when you come here right you're Mm -hmm. just you're just you know and you have so much already at that you brought to the table when you came to this program oh my god you know now you can understand when I shared with you I can't even imagine what you'll be creating once Mm. you once you move through the 90 days so you can really get the whole world of that right Mm-hmm. Yeah, totally. Because no mind. 
Yep. No mind. No mind. Mind stops a lot of stuff, guys. And so, guest D, thank you so much uh, for taking the oh, time. Thank you for having me. Mm-hmm. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. It's been an honor and a pleasure. Again, I'll just say guest D is a powerhouse. Okay, guys, you just got to get she is a powerhouse. She sets her mind to something and it is done. Okay, no matter where you are in your spectrum of life or your baseline, if you're going through the podcast and taking the full year to move through this, just know that you're not any different than her, right? You're no hyphen body, but you're everybody, right, Guesty? <laughs> yep. <laughs> Ain't that the truth? <laughs> right? There's so much compassion that comes from taking the 90 days on and noticing the reactiveness. Would you agree? Yep. Oh, yeah. The experience of that gives so much compassion for others because once you're stepping 50% out of the mind in three weeks, guys, you got to get is a big deal. And the peace that's available to that, what would you say your peace is right now? Oh, just like 80, 90%. (laughs) Okay. There you go. You guys. Okay. Nobody does it for you. Nobody can. Nobody could get sober for me. That's why I'm here for you. I'm unconventional. Okay. Spiritual. Championing you. Okay. You are no hyphen body because you are the essence of love. Really. We were born into innocence. And that is our God-given state. Not that we're perfect. Just that that childlike innocence is within us still and available to us with the mature person that we've become. Okay. Would you agree? Mm -hmm. Yes. Okay. Oh, yes. Okay. So you guys, you want to just keep on keeping on, keep practicing, practicing, recognize this is your opportunity for you to open that golden box that box full of gold that you've been sitting on, okay? And again, I'll just keep reiterating. Nobody does it for you, and I love what I do because I don't have to do it for you. I don't have to get into your muck for you to get this. And this is not like another program. It is experiential, and you'll get to that rather quickly. So Mm -hmm. if you're ready for some peace... And so what else would you say they get provided, my friend? Yeah, peace and I I think tools to just move through life to create peace for you and for others, you know? Yeah. Uh, Yeah. Yeah, for others. Yeah, yeah, that's right. You'll want to check out some podcasts about that. Locking yourself in the room so that you're not terrorizing other people because you recognize how reactive you are and you're owning (laughs) it and you're not willing to hurt the people you love anymore. Would you say that's true? Oh, totally. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Good deal. Okay, guys. Love you. Thank you for listening. Keep on keeping on and we'll chat at you later.